and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can also follow the podcast. That is on Twitter at HEFPod. Drop us an email. That is Frankfurt at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, guess what? We also have a Facebook page. Uh, you can join that, facebook.com slash HEFPod, for all the latest uh, articles and news and videos on Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language can be found there, as along with uh, the most recent episode drops as well. So, uh, I really want to forget about the uh, Mainz-Frankfurt uh, game. Uh, I'll give you the scoreline. It was 2-0. I hate losing to fucking clowns. The clowns that they are, but you know what? Uh, we're going to swallow that bitter pill and just go on to the next match because guess what? We're not having a breather. We got an English Evolka DFB Pokal Hub final. We got uh, then a match at the weekend. What is that? Uh, that's Hearth of Berlin. You then have a midweek match uh, against Schalke. God, they still look like crap. And Hertha definitely doesn't look uh, too bad. It looks way better. But a team who's a little bit better is Bayern Munich. Eintracht Frankfurt versus Bayern Munich again in the DFB Pokal. Now, the last time we ran out in the DFB Pokal, well, last match we played against these guys, it didn't turn out so good in Munich. We haven't won in Munich since uh, the 99, two, excuse me, 2000-2001 season. Uh, yeah, that is pre-Allianz Arena. That was the old Olympiastadion in Munich. Uh, yeah, it's been a few days and years since then. But hey, you know, uh, at least we have a couple hinty goals uh, for that one to celebrate. Boy, did I drink heavily after those and need it for later what happened in uh, 5-2 loss to uh Munich, but let's focus on the DFB Pokal. Uh, yeah, we have a certain uh, win in that in the most recent Pokal match. Uh, that was a couple years ago in Berlin. I'm not going to say anything more on that. 3-1, Rebic, Rebic, Kasinovic, done. I'm done with saying that. We have actually a friend of mine uh, who is a Bayern fan, has recently has written also for Bayern, uh, Bayern Central, uh, their website, that kind of fan website that covers Bayern Munich. And uh, yeah, Joey, it's been a long time coming that you get to join the podcast. We've had more drinks together than I care to count. And, you know, we I finally drag you out of your basement. And, well, no, I tried to drag you out of the basement. You dragged me back in, served me beer, which is, you know, pretty good. And uh, here we are. Eintracht Frankfurt versus Bayern. Uh, it's quite to have you on, bud. Zervus. <laughs> Been looking forward to this for years, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, we've always talked about making it happen, and, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, and we just needed a global pandemic with uh, forced lockdown quarantine um, for things to slow down and, um, you know, give us give us an opportunity to kind of regroup and, and finally get together and make it happen. So very happy to be on and um, – Maybe not look so much uh, like you say at that last meeting in the in the Pokal, but look forward to uh, what we have coming coming our way on Wednesday. I would say almost more exciting. It's not really just the fact that Eintracht is playing Bayern, and for both of us, it still matters a lot because hey, it's a trip to the Pokal final. It's a chance to uh, you know get a you know at least a chance at grabbing silver. Though you guys are pretty locked on for a certain uh, salad dish. That you guys have been claiming for the last <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> couple or eight, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, eight uh, is the current uh, tally that we're uh, looking at. Probably uh, pro- eight. Well, look. You, had, uh, look, you played Leverkusen at the weekend. Yep. You guys uh, look pretty comfortable. Uh, four to two victory. Now... I am kind of the the one mark that I was probably the most interested by was actually uh, Bayer Leverkusen is like the new youngest player in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. I almost kind of wonder that kid is like how long is he is uh, that kid who scored the second goal for Leverkusen? How long until he becomes a Bayern player? <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. Yeah. I, Look, I Kai Havertz is, Kai, Kai Havertz is only a matter of time before that's, Havertz that's, comes over. That, you know, me and the boys were watching the game yesterday, and we're like, well, Havertz isn't playing. Just kind of, you know, pulling a Mario Götze Champions League final. Uh, <laughs> same thing, just sitting up in the stands by himself before he goes to his new team. And I sounds crazy, but, you know, it looks like Leroy Zane is all but on knock on wood. 
it, it better be because this has been a long year with that drama and it needs to come to an end. And there is maybe some some truth behind the rumors that they might try to get Havertz in the Munich this transfer window as well whenever that actually happens. Um, Especially with I, Timo Werner not coming. I thought that was like solid in stone to be That was a weird one, really, because Timo was very public about his desires to go to Munich. Um, you get what I'm saying? And, I want to play only yeah. for the best team in Germany. And some people are like, well... You can practically make Leipzig that if you stick around long That's enough. True. But if you don't have any patience, well, there's the other option. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it makes sense why maybe Byron didn't go after him. Um, his, he's by far best as a center forward. And we have the best in the world right now occupying that position. And he can play as a wing. Maybe is It looked exciting in 2018. Like, suddenly the only spark... And that uh, horrible Germany that's, that's team. That's a good point. But you just look at his style of play as well. He's one of the best counterattacking players in the world. Um, not how Bayern typically plays. No. You know, it's tough to play counters when you have 75% of the ball every game. <laughs> so some it makes pep, sense. Some pep ball does not go away. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't have a horse in the race in English soccer. Uh, good lad. But it is pretty gross to go to Chelsea. So... Well, good luck to him. <laughs> yeah, good luck to him. But hey, you know what? The one club out of England who at the time that everyone would hear about was suddenly like, oh, we don't think we can pay the $40 million. And I'm thinking, Get you made it to here. the Champions League final two years running and yes. won the last one. Where is this money coming from? Unless, obviously, John Henry is just like, no, I'm broke. The Boston Red Sox ain't playing shit. That's but. a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. And, but at the same time, I don't know why he would really want to go there. Who in that top three is he going to push out of their starting position on, on Liverpool? Push out? No one. But I would almost have to say that he would have been like a fully functioning, like good person to kind of shuffle around if they were going to like rotate that. But yeah. yeah if, last time I checked, this is a Eintracht Frankfurt. This is a German a foosball podcast. It didn't take not- us long <laughs> to just completely veer off track there. Yeah. So no. good luck to you, Timo. Um, not coming to Munich. And that's that's fine. Yeah, you know, it's it's fine indeed. So, look, the last time that Eintracht uh, had a good result, not the Pokal, in the Bundesliga, was uh, in the Hinrunde when the Eintracht uh, took Bayern to the sword, the last match under Niko Kovac. But the thing is, you guys have been kicking ass and taking names yeah. ever since Hansi got in the job. And I'm just kind of wondering... Why was it exact? Why did one they wait so long uh, sure. on Nico? And like, is all I ever heard was that uh, the guy at Ajax was supposed to be the next guy, and hey, here's the guy who takes yep. the interim job, and now you're gonna win another title. You fire a coach, and then you still win with the interim guy. It's been <laughs> a really weird year when you look at the uh, that that head trainer position in Munich because. It was probably about this time a year ago that Hansi came on to be number two behind Nico. That was not dislodging Nico's, his brother. Dislodging his yeah, brother. Yeah, right. And that was not Nico's decision. Uh-uh. He, he didn't. He didn't ask for Hansi Foot to come in. That was Uli and Kali saying, "Well, here he is." And everyone's just like, "Oh, we got this guy ready in the bullpen for when, for when we force Nico out." And you know, you even look back. Ever since even Pep's last season, you know, the, the old garden Munich, uh, you know, some of the players have moved on. Like Hummels was a very vocal um, anti-Nico in the locker room. And but they kind of, I would as he say his, they got rid of him just, yeah, just to like alleviate the situation. It's like, hey, okay, you say you're not getting the full support. All right, we'll dislodge yeah. your biggest naysayer who's not, you know, bit, I mean, it was going to be more or Hummels, and they chucked out one. Yeah, so. but you got you got Muller, you got Bob Lewandowski, you've got um, to a point Jerome Boateng, Yashua Kimmich, not an old guy, but he's now one of the leaders in the locker room. Neuer, as soon as you start to lose a couple of those guys, the trainer's done. It yeah. sunk Ancelotti almost overnight. I still put that down more to Ribery and Robin. Like yeah, those sure. guys really were. I mean, and they weren't fans of Nico as well. Sure, last season was their fun. Uh, oh God, I'm forgetting the Brazilian uh, who also uh, went out the door. 
uh, for last year's team. But the, all the, but a lot of those those guys I just mentioned, Ruby and Robin, they were very big dissenters, yep. and like they that destabilized things. Despite you guys mm-hmm. winning the double last year, yep. and you know things just continued, even though you lost a few naysayers from the locker room, it just persisted. Long story short, I I I don't think it's even so much tactically what changed between Nico and Hansi. Although I will say that you look how Nico had his very good Frankfurt teams playing before he went to Munich. That style was never going to work with the biggest club in Germany. Well, one, it, you don't have you don't have that many guys who want to break legs outside of Javi. <laughs> and even then, even then, that's true. Even then that wasn't really much of a leg breaker yeah. in the team, let's be fair. Yeah, that's uh that's a very good point. But um, you know, these this group of core players at Bayern, I th- from what I can see, they have to have a manager that they have faith in tactically, that they, you know, understand that he has a plan that will work, but is willing to deviate enough from that plan to let them just play. Because I think that you can go back to uh, Heinkus. Well, I guess third stint at Bayern um, Is that started in 2011, 2012. Ah, yeah. I take that back. I think that the way that you see Bayern tactically has really been more or less consistent since Van Hall took over in 09. Of course, there's been a lot of tweaks and Pep came in and threw in a hell of a yeah. wrench his first season, 13-14, got rid of the double pivot um, forced Javi Martinez to, you know, a very much reduced role, which he's kind of been in ever since. And if you want my opinion, Bayern doesn't want to travel without Javi Martinez in 2013. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, there have been some variances, but it's more or less been the same 4-2-3-1 since Van Hall. And, uh, you know, they see a ton of possession. So it's not so much tactically, but... These guys obviously respect Flick, and I think that he's he's not rigid with how he wants the the game to be played. Um, and with with this core group of guys, if they respect and trust a manager, it, you're going to have good results, and you, uh, not even good results. You're going to have good results, and you can tell that there's just a certain free flowing way that they play. Um, I, I One of my biggest criticisms of the Pep era was, you know, you just pass the ball around the outside, the perimeter of the 18, having possession for possession, and that's oversimplified and not really fair. But um, I, I'm going to take it down to what I feel is the lowest common denominator. Bayern will go and the trainer will go as Thomas Mueller goes. I mean, he was he was headed to enter this winter, yeah. right? I mean, totally, and, totally was on the cards, and yeah. you were kind of wondering, what are you who's got you know all these Germany caps, all these goals for Germany in world in major tournaments? Well, let me rephrase: in just World Cups, because he never did anything in any of the Euros, surprisingly. Right. But that's neither here nor there. But you thought, okay, we're going to see this so-called German star. Uh, go out there and prove himself at another club, and then you know things change, and yeah. voila, he becomes one of the best stars again for the team. And that you guys have been on a roll ever since, which we felt that little pain, yeah. that twinge, uh, just a couple weeks ago. Well, it's wild. You watch him with one foot out the door, and understandably so, if you want my opinion, to now having tied the Bundesliga single season assist record over the weekend. I mean. I, I'm not saying that that wouldn't have happened under any other manager, um, but I, I think that it's a really good example of how the team has just completely shifted uh, direction since since Hansi was was uh, put in charge. It's uh, been quite the turnaround, but then again, you had a uh, well. I'll take a little. Cri- uh, I'll just say this much in regards to the Bundesliga title. Should you win it, you're welcome. <laughs> Because there's there's little other than a 
freaking good old fashioned ass kicking that can then be like, nope, time to go. Just, yeah. just kick. Things really came full circle <laughs> and prosper in his like, coach's former, you know, former club. Be able, is able to put it on him, and you know, it, the coach who like developed the style, yes, in Frankfurt yeah. uh, as kind of the firefighter. Uh, we talked about this during our uh, retro section for the Eintracht Frankfurt's fifteen uh, sixteen survival season, where Nico Kovac saved us from the Arben Bay era. Uh, I tried Frankfurt during that season, during Armin Vey's time, uh, well, which wasn't all too good. Eintracht was the first team in the 15-16 season to take a point off of Bayern, as we played out to a really ugly, uh, nil, nil, draw, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that point helped us at least when it came down to at the end of the season, but Niko Kovac, you know, now no longer Eintracht, no longer uh, Bayern coach. You would have thought that he would have gone to Hertha Berlin when Hertha Berlin was running through uh, coaches like crazy. I thought, you know, I can't believe so your obvious. defenseman didn't work out there. <laughs> oh, God. As, as two Americans. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder, maybe he's just not, not a very good manager. You know, I think we all knew that. After the yeah. 06 team, you had an organizer, which... You know, okay, he can do the organizing, but you had Alexander Nuri as a coach, and we already saw, uh, laughably, one of our good buddies, uh, Doug, uh, who has been on this podcast talking about Eintracht versus uh, Bram from time to time. That was not a good coach that they had there. And then you thought Niko Kovac would return to there because, fuck, they got swaths of money. I mean, they spent more money than what was good for them. We're kind of deviating here, talking about, like, what has changed Bayern. And now we're talking about, you know, just Nico Kovac and the rest of the Bundesliga, which, oh, that is uh, Eintracht's next match when it does come down to it. But let's be more excited about something that is out off of the pitch for uh, the Bundesliga and for just this match alone. So mm-hmm. uh, the Dave Bay Pokal has been in uh, the broadcast rights have been with ESPN for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And so usually we only get like... If Byron's in the semifinal or the Byron Dortmund game in the quarterfinals, usually you don't see the games on anything but ESPN streaming services. But now, uh, you, even Sauerbrücken versus uh, Bayer on Tuesday is going to be on ESPN Deportes. Big ESPN is going to roll out the red carpet for Eintracht versus Bayern Munich with the new with the new broadcast rights. This is for really for us as Americans to possibly enjoy. Do you see this as a moment for ESPN to then say, "Hey, look." We got this great product that's coming uh-huh. uh, whenever the heck this next season starts. Right. <laughs> Completely unknown entity there, but at least ESPN is able to say, "Hey, this is ours." It's the for the you know uh, this is kind of an introduction for some people who are just desperate for live sports. They're going to see it on big ESPN, and they're going to say. Bundesliga company in 2020, uh, 2021. I think that for me, that's really exciting. And all that news that we were thinking that, oh, they're only going to show a couple of TV games a year. Oh, the, so that's going to be their classicer, and that's going to be about it. And I was more excited for the fact that, you know, five bucks a month as opposed to, what, 25 that Fox was asking yeah. for streaming. I was like, well, as an Eintracht fan whose team is not on TV every single week, I'm like, you guys. Right. <laughs> it was really exciting, the fact that they were talking about streaming all the Bundesliga kind of, you know, production stories and just like Union, a great story that they would want to tell. They would want to tell the story of like Darmstadt from a couple seasons ago doing a double promotion to get into the Bundesliga. Using even Paderborn, you know, they get saved by 1860 going into the worst tailspin, yeah. you know, not paying the license to go into the third division. And so Paderborn saved from relegation to the fourth, and then they get two straight promotions to get into the Bundesliga itself. And here they are after falling like a cataclysmic drop. Those stories, you know, these are the little guys that are being talked about, you know, the guys who are recently promoted. But these are great Bundesliga stories that ESPN is going to tell us. Mm-hmm. And we have not seen at Fox in, since maybe year one. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't want to, you know, be super hard on Fox. Uh, I think that the broad, broadcast crew that they had, uh, your buddy Ian, or, or Mr. Joy, <laughs> who's been on, on the show, uh, they, they had good talent. I don't think that they took advantage of what they could have had to market the products. Um, and you know, there, there are matches being played, but I turn on Fox sports one and they're showing a NASCAR truck race. Like 
hard no. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. It so like, when they got that rights and you're like, hey, it's exciting. It's going to be on Fox, but it never was lost on me that it was basically all of the Western Hemisphere that they got. Yeah. All of the Americas, and I thought that they literally were like. Okay, we got to do something with it, and they thought, "Oh, it's paired great with the Champions League." And then the very moment that they get a hold of the Bundesliga, they blink, and guess what? Yep. Turner Sports takes it, and it's on BR That's Live been a and TNT. Disaster in its own right, but it's a different conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Fox has been good for us. That we went from Goal TV, which was giving us what maybe two games a week, maybe you had so a game for a time slot. If that of, of that. And Russian streams as recent as what 2014, 15, uh, maybe that was I don't some know. pretty awful stuff. You had to basically um, be stuck with you know practically just watching via Champions League, you know matches. Can I can I make a confession though? <laughs> and I'm spoiled. My team is easy to find access to. Mm-hmm. Yours it exists, but you have to work hard for it. I kind of miss that Goal TV Russian stream time. <laughs> You know, like, we could take some serious pride in the effort that we had to put in exactly. to, to follow our teams and watch their One of the most embarrassing teams. times I ever watched, pulled up one of those streams, uh, was the, oh God, Amon Vey, uh, it was our promotion season uh, in the Bundesliga where we finished sixth. Uh, that's 2012, 2013, as everybody goes. And he goes up against Stuttgart, and I'm really excited for this one. I'm like, yeah, he's going to get one over his old team, you know. Eintracht ends up turning, you know, the game into a freaking row. We get kicked, our asses kicked after being up 2-0 with most of the game left, you know, like, done. I think it was 75th minute and the first goal went in. I'm like, ah, oh, that's no big deal. You know, we got it. No, boom, boom. Game, I was pissed off. I was watching. Then I realized, god dang, I really do care for this team that mm-hmm. I'm having to, like, for the sixth week in a row since, the, since it came back from the Winter Palace. You know, finding these crazy streams because it's not gold TV uh, uh, was just impossible to find. It, it really put you through your works, and yep. you found out how dedicated a fan you were. And that's something that I think that the Bundesliga needs to cherish: the fact that the fans who are already here have been here for a long time. For sure, ESPN is going to be a huge deal, and yep. I'm super excited for them to be showing uh, us on the big show. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled too, and that is. Something else that I I think that Fox probably had more opportunities to show matches live on Fox Network on is Fox. showing what right now? Yeah, we're we're, got, we're on FS1, we're on FS2, right. we're on Fox Soccer Plus. Remember the mat the match <laughs> streaming service is going to end once the Bundesliga season and the relegation playoff matches all end. It is right. done. They're doing away with it. Fox Soccer Plus. What are they going to show? Rugby right. all day long. This is a channel that used to. Have the Eredivisie, they had the English Premier League, they had uh, obviously they have us right now. They had Serie A. I think they even had League on for a time, and mm-hmm. obviously they had the UEFA competitions. And they've lost it one by one. And it's kind of it's a little sad on Fox's part that they're now going out of the European soccer landscape. They're just gonna have yeah. MLS, and it's kind of sad that they're it's all gone to ESPN. But I'm just kind of happy that. It's going to a company that cares. They care. I, I'm. It's not without a bit of concern, though, because I believe this is is this the first or second year that Sarah Ah has second. Had second. Yeah. I mean, I know it's there. Their Sunday I games are always on ESPN too. Like they're early. Oh, they no, got one on to two games. They got one <laughs> to two games usually on Sunday. That's on me because I don't hard. give a shit about Italian soccer and I don't go seeking it out unless. <laughs> Unless it's just I Unless need something it, on the it, background, if it's you know. The, um, or for me, you know, it's always been uh, awesome to watch when it is a go-to match, and really, mm-hmm. you get to see the best of that league. But you know, it's hey, it's now. This is crazy. When the channel came out, being source, we all thought, oh, the Zara channel ain't gonna have shit on. Yeah, they got right. France. They had Italy. They had obviously La Liga's the big care that they have. Yep. They lost. Serie A to ESPN, mostly because Serie A was just tired of being just like beaten out by, sure. you know, like by La Liga. And League On, even this past summer, was talking about how, hey, we're looking to, you know, at, we don't know if we're going to be renewing ourselves for that. And I almost think that, you know, ESPN could, pop, like, it now has two at the top 
five leagues in the world. I'm almost kind of wondering if they're able to take soccer that next step. And that is more positive for us as our uh, fans of our local Major League Soccer side. I think that is going to grow the sport so much more. And maybe, just maybe, when America and Canada and Mexico, if that thing still uh, goes to fruition, and, you know, the U.S. doesn't take all the sides and just gives a big old middle finger to the other two guys... (laughs) uh, I kind of wonder if ESPN, by the time that Bundesliga is being renewed for their rights, mm-hmm. you'll have ESPN with a Serie A at minimum and the Bundesliga at minimum for two huge leagues. They basically have everyone's domestic competition, and they might have the World Cup again. Right. And how much like cross-promotion will the leagues themselves be able to get like for internal programming? Because that's something we never saw on the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup for the Bundesliga. And I have hope. Yeah. Um, and... ESPN is walking into a pretty good situation with American marketing that, I mean, I know that we trust Pulisic has, yeah, well, yeah, Pulisic has moved on to England. Good for him. But, you know, there's still some good young American talent playing in Germany and they'd be silly not to take advantage of that to the, the fullest degree. Um, I, uh, at the same time, I mean, ESPN just has so much of everything it feels like that I, I hope that they have the capacity to give the Bundesliga the attention and um, and airtime on the cable networks that it deserves and doesn't just solely uh, solely count on streaming services. It wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, that's the direction this is going. Uh, exactly. It sucks that it's like, all going behind a paywall, but hey, you know what? ESPN's a paywall in and of itself yeah. with cable. Television. I'm already paying the five dollars a month for ESPN Plus. So. Same, same. Well, you're a KU Jayhawk fan, so you got to get all your yeah. You, you have to yeah. get all your uh, access to every single you know Les Miles football TV show. Yeah. and then cringe when you see the highlight roll uh, just go down. You know what? We, we <laughs> might win four games, and if you we will, have a college football season this year. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Well, right, wait, because remember, uh, college football. Yeah, I know we're deviating again, but there's two local guys who just are enjoying the fact that we grew up cheering on two separate universities in the same state. Yep. Who there's a deep loathing, but there's also a deep amount of respect for the like mm-hmm. the success we do have when success does come our way. And yeah, if we can enjoy. You know, the Bundesliga being on ESPN, being able to watch other things like immediately K-State, KU, like immediately after an Eintracht versus Bayern game, that won't be a treat. And here's just hoping that uh, sports is really just going to come back to us. But let's get to, before we get to previewing Eintracht Frankfurt versus Bayern, Mm -hmm. we're really just throwing out the predictions. Let's... Let's talk about the thing that's exciting about the Bundesliga, the relegation race. Yes. Uh, so, look, it is really exciting. It really sucks that Mainz uh, kicked our asses. But then again, I'm right, sitting right behind, uh, right next to a guy uh, who is uh, has a soft spot uh, for Mainz. We've got yeah. lived, we're lived sympathizer. In the city for a year, and if a weekend came around that I wasn't traveling to Munich for a, a home match or to wherever Bayern was playing away. I, I probably went to six or eight Mainz home home games. Um, some of them were were friendlies during the uh, winter break or um, the, their second team, um, but you know it was a good time. So I uh, I must admit I last night for the first time in three months I went out to a bar. It was it was quite <laughs> surreal an experience. <laughs> and um, not to get too off track, I I. The, the bartender asked me what I wanted, and I was like, uh... I don't know. Uh, this is... What am I doing here? <laughs> and then I was reminded that when you order a rum and coke at a bar, they actually put enough coke in it to, like... You taste the Coca-Cola. That was... That sucks. That was, that was, uh, that quite was a shock to the taste buds. Why is... <laughs> what is this? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And I will admit, I had a... Uh, 2012 13 Mainz home shirt on Ugh. in and uh for the occasion of, of of them winning a derby yesterday so yeah very mm. much a sympathizer of of that club and and hope that they don't get drug in too deep to the 
relegation. They're still they're still season. stuck in the muck. Look, uh, Eintracht still has a few teams that we're going to be playing, or not too far away from it. Mine's now on thirty one points. You got Cologne on thirty five. I have I would say any team on thirty five points and above really is safe at this point. Yep. You guys still have a tough test. I mean, in the Bundesliga, I mean, in terms of the Bundesliga title race, I think it's really, really done, especially after beating Leverkusen. You got yep. Gladbach coming up at the weekend, which is, still makes the race for the Champions League pretty tight. You know, if you look at Dortmund, 69 points, 59 points for Leipzig, you got 56 and 56 for Leverkusen and Gladbach. Mm-hmm. That's really going to be a tight race uh, because you still, I mean, I mean, sure, Dortmund and Leipzig still have to play each other, and Leipzig's probably just thinking, please, God, just let us draw with you, because if we lose, then Gladbach or Leverkusen can both uh, jump and bite us right in the ass. And, of course, those guys, you know, those those guys are already losing Timo Werner, right. and they don't want to, to deal with it. But, you know, down at the bottom uh, is Paderborn. They got a point at the weekend, but let's be honest – they're so far away uh, from safety. They're pretty much dead and buried. I can't wait to play them on the final match day <laughs> of the year because that's going to be really great. Cool. They're, they're making room for their rival Armenia Bielefeld to come up. <laughs> so. Perfectly set up. Yes, yep. uh, uh, we have a local buddy, uh, Christian, who is a hardcore Bielefeld fan. And, you know, he's going to really enjoy... Uh, the Blauen Weiss, you know, being back in the big time uh, for the first time in yep. the season. Like ages. We can't it. Yeah. Can't we still form. obviously want, you know, uh, Hamburg and Stuttgart to come up, but God bless America. Wouldn't it be hilarious if somehow Bremen pulls their asses uh, up to 16th yes. place and we yes. have a Nord Derby for the relegation promotion playoff? I mean... It's going to give one of our friend, good friends freaking heart attack. Hey, gone through it myself. I don't suggest it to anyone. I mean, we have a buddy in Topeka who had to go through that last year. Yep. And, well, I think his go, exact well. I think, I think his exact reaction was, well, that was shit. I got yeah. beer in hand, so that helps. <laughs> I, I, I actually should pull up the... The messenger uh, <laughs> app and see exactly what he had to say that day because i know that doug and i both reached out to him in a group text that we have and he was in a pretty pretty Shitty bad place. spot having been through a relegation before it sucks having gone through a relegation playoff before and barely survive that's even more heart stopping than anything yeah. else i mean i think when i got excited for eintracht beating nuremberg I was at work. And I I had a we had a pretty low ceiling, and I jumped up with my hands raised, yelling "fuck yeah!" And then I looked up, and I'm like, "holy shit!" I just touched the ceiling. And then I looked around. Everyone's staring at me. Okay, I should probably go back to my yep. normal everyday life. But you know, I saved myself from that. I had to go through a basically a 34 match day uh, scenario where Eintracht had to just not lose to Bremen and we would be saved from the relegation playoff spot. And Bremen was in the same one as well. And Bremen wins and they go up. I think they went up as high as 13th that day. It was a ridiculous way how the tables moved. And I really don't look, I don't want to lose Bremen as a Bundesliga club, but after Mainz beat us, it's really hard uh, to, you know, say goodbye to possibly both Dusseldorf and Bremen, especially with Americans on yeah, both teams. I agree. And, you know, having lived in Mainz, that club means so much to that. Mainz city. does play Bremen and they're coming um, up too. But <laughs> oh, at the same time, they, they know, they know what they are. Um, and I think that, Everybody who follows that club or follows the league as a whole would admit that they's, there's, they'd be surprised that Mainz hasn't gone down again since, what, 2007, When Jürgen yeah, Klopp, Klopp yeah. brought them up and they were in the old stadium, that old ramshackle oh, that uh, hutch. Jump. <laughs> Stadion um, Bruchfe, I think it's called, right off the university there. Um, yeah, fun story. Actually, the last match I saw in 2014 when I was living in Germany um, was Mainz 2 against Armini Bielefeld at that Stadion am Brückweg in Mainz. Uh, Bielefeld had just gone down to the third league, and um, 
a good friend of mine was also just coincidentally a big Bielefeld fan. So we went and had ourselves a day in the away block that <laughs> afternoon. And yeah, uh, also kind of funny. I, I'm, I don't know how many people I'm broadcasting this to, but my last <laughs> game at Allianz, my most recent game, <laughs> was not a Bayern game. The same fr- friend I was talking about. Uh, shout out to Florian, Missy buddy. We'll we'll see you soon. Um, he, uh, yeah, it was that prior season in like April, I think. And he says, you know, I've never been to Allianz. Um, Bielefeld is playing at eighteen sixty this weekend. <laughs> said, well, let's go. <laughs> see how my last. Uh, visit to Allianz was in the way block with Armenian Bielefeld fans. Very empty stadium it would have been. Boy, that was night and day from the experience <laughs> that I'm used to in Munich for sure. Uh, it was super easy to get you know, tickets. Get there, yeah. Walk up and 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 buy a ticket for face value at the at the box office. We got out of the stadium immediately and went and had a really nice dinner in, in Munich before we got shitty drunk. <laughs> After just kind of, you know, maintaining a certain level of inebriation for the day up to that point. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, that's <laughs> that's the, my experience with Mines, is if they go down, it's not going to be the end of the world for them. And they know who they down. are, yeah. and they will return. Yeah, and, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, they don't... Well, I think that you mentioned when we were talking before we, before we got on live here that... Uh, you know, Stuttgart and Haasfau bring a lot more to the league than... They bring the sex appeal. Months, they bring yeah, uh, visitors to... Does. You got yeah. Mercedes money that will be funneled into that. You got enough money in the Hamburg area that we funneled into that club. Yeah. And, you know, when the preseason started, I was like, Mainz, Paderborn, Union, and please let Augsburg be somewhere. Those four be sticking down there. Because I wanted Dusseldorf to stay around yeah. yet another season, especially... You know, with Cologne being back in the league, you know, that's our, another local rival for them and not just with Gladbach. And so that. And I think it's a team is. that should be there. Exactly. They should be there. And they just, should stay there. And here's hoping that uh, Zach Stefan stays at uh, Dusseldorf for just, you know, one more season. If they mm-hmm. do make the survival as an American, I really want to see that guy get a lot more playing time. Because, and I don't mind the fact, Alfredo Morales isn't really that much of a national team player, right. but. But he's a guy who you can get behind. So there's, for American standpoint, there's a soft spot to be had for Dusseldorf just as much as Bremen. As Bremen has one of the most historical clubs you can ask for. You don't want to lose your big clubs. And as right. we've seen with Haasfau, I mean, this is their second year in the Zweite Liga, and they're on like they got defeated by Stuttgart, and now they're like, ah, shit. Playoffs, and you got tiny Heidenheim right nipping behind their heels. And you talk about a way to get defeated by Stuttgart. I mean, that's one of those games that some teams just don't really recover from. Exactly. And if they don't, then I mean, they they bring something to the Bundesliga, but to hell with them, from my point of view. I mean, the way that they ran that club for years and just obviously didn't learn anything, and then they finally got relegated for real. And I, you know, I, I don't need their drama around if they're just going to be pulling the same shit that they did for how many years before they finally went down. Yeah, well, we can only uh, wait and see when it comes to the Zweite Liga. Um, before, as we're recording this on a Sunday, Hamburg still has yet to play uh, their match in the Zweite Liga, and so we'll be seeing. You know, if, look, they drop more points. That's Heidenheim, tiny Heidenheim. If anyone has not seen uh, the Netflix documentary Trainer. Uh, Frank Schmidt is the Heidenheim coach, and they've only recently gotten promoted in that documentary series. Eintracht coach, uh, I'm a current coach at the time, Amon Vey was in that documentary just to give some real age, his first time at the club. And Heidenheim was looking to get promoted to the Zweite Liga, and they missed out. And now in the second division, you got tiny Heidenheim trying to get up there. Sure, there's a slight chance that Darmstadt could pip them, you know, and Hamburg for it, but I don't see it happening. But enough of that. Yep. Before we get to our, prof- you know, uh, these beers that are uh, 
going to give us the mindset to give accurate predictions so that you guys can place <laughs> your bets. Uh, it is time for hashtag what are we drinking. Joey, as you are a gracious host, uh, what are you drinking? I am on KC Beer Company's uh, Hellas this evening. Um, having spent significant time in Munich and Southern Bavaria, I feel like I'm, I was spoiled rotten there just <laughs> crushing Augustina Hellas on the reg. I, my opinion, that's the best <laughs> beer in the world. Uh, nothing like super special about the flavor profile or anything, but it's just so clean and so well done. This Hellas that Casey Birico makes right up the street from us, I mean, it's it's right there. Uh, so shout out to Yerrigan and, and the crew at Casey Birico for putting up with our shenanigans yeah, during match days. For, first of all, that no no kidding. But uh, I mean, I don't even truth be told buy a whole lot of imported German brews anymore because just they do such great work up there that you know it, it doesn't have to take a boat to get to us five thousand miles away and. And uh, Casey Beer Hellas has really been been the staple here lately. Yeah, well, guess what? Uh, once again, folks, you guys are probably getting tired of me mentioning Casey Beer. And hey, you know, I'm not the only one this week. Yeah, uh, I've got the spring seasonal, the Maybach. It's uh, being circulated out. So if you're in the Kansas City area, you're going to have to run real quickly over to the beer hall to get yourself some because the spring seasonal is being phased out. The Bauer that I had last week is back in. Also the Weizenbach, which is not uh, yet uh, uh, got its promo officially on this podcast. But that's what we are drinking. So to that, I say Prost. Prost. And look, Joey, we've been bullshitting. We've been recording on here as well. Why don't we just throw all all the cards on the table mm-hmm. and just say who what we're expecting from Wednesday, which is going to be, like I said, it's going to be broadcast in the United States on ESPN. So, and that's going to be a uh, four, uh, excuse me, a fourteen forty five kickoff on the East Coast, and. Uh, uh, 1045 on the West Coast. So there you go. What am I expecting? Um, you know, Eintracht is, is the ability. The results haven't always shown it. Sure, we kicked your ass a couple weeks ago. But I don't, I don't want to put too much <laughs> into that game. I really don't because, you know, with teams being off for two months and it might still be another week or two before everyone truly has the rust shaken off. I mean, look at the form that Leipzig's been in, for example. They were dropping points that they shouldn't left and right. And I just think it's still maybe a little too early to put too much stock into what we're seeing from the results since play is resumed. Uh, Eintracht has always had the ability to kind of be one of those bugaboo teams for Bayern. Um, I would, I think that Gladbach is very much that team for Bayern. But uh Frankfurt has has shown the ability over the years. I don't I'd be surprised if Bayern doesn't win by multiple goals. I think that there's, you know, it's so cliché but the only way that Eintracht has a a chance to put some goals in is is on a counter. Um or from you, set pieces from Hinterager. <laughs> sure, that's fine too. That's fine too. And even if he puts one in his own goal, I mean, he really had a hat trick that Perfect hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Of a different type. Of a yeah. different type. And I and, saw on social media, some people were wondering, it's like, who the hell is this guy? It's like, yeah. sign it. More teams than I care to count. People who are watching the Bundesliga were like, who's this Hinterager guy? Oh, sure, he put one in his own goal, but two in? You know, sign that dude up. Yeah, but uh, you know, in, in the past, you know, Bayern had been so heavily reliant on on the wing play. That's how they played for what better part of ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one thing that I've noticed under Flick that Bayern has been doing better than they have in in a significant period of time is actually flowing and playing through the middle on the attack. So you know, you can't just defend the wings strong anymore. Um, 
and 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 hope for the best and hope to catch them on a counter that way. I think that they're a little more free flowing and using the whole width of the pitch uh, better on their attack than they have in recent history. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it might be up to set pieces. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd be surprised if Byron doesn't have uh, a victory by multiple goals. You saw that Leverkusen was actually frustrating the shit out of Bayern on, on Saturday morning for the first maybe half hour with a very good high press. Mm -hmm. Um, they, I, I mean, they were pressing all the way in, in their final third there. Right. And, uh, you saw a lot of bad passes coming out of the back that immediately gave Leverkusen the attack again, but you know, they, Bayern figured out how to play it and was just cruising as soon as they got their first goal in. And uh, I don't think the Frankfurt has the, the the horses to play that style. Um, I hate to sound arrogant, but shit, I'm a Bayern fucking Munich fan. <laughs> if that doesn't scream arrogance from the start. So I don't know how you put up with me. I'm a, I'm a Bayern <laughs> fan and a Kansas basketball fan. It's got to be pretty insufferable. So uh, Thanks well, for being my buddy. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. We put up through a lot of cheese bullshit over the years and rolls bullshit as yep. as local Kansas Cityans and the sheer fact that we've been able to see uh, brilliance actually come to our fair city. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, has kind of made up for it in uh, the good times. For sure. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll cut, cut to it. I, I like Bayern 3 to... I don't know. Can I say 0.5? <laughs> Either zero or one. <laughs> don't don't take what uh, I'm going to reiterate what Brian just told you. Don't take anything that I just told you and and play with your money with it. Nothing of the sort should be mixed with your finances on betting sites. Definitely agree on that. Yeah. Uh, because I think that the Eintracht will be able to keep. To, I think that the whole. Multiple midweek gains, like week in, week out, has been like Eintracht's been rotating their squad a lot, and mm -hmm. I think that is gonna. I did see the team that we ran out against Mites as a weaker side, and okay. I see uh, that Eintracht is gonna be able to play it out to a draw, and I think that they can get to a shootout. God only knows what the fuck is gonna happen at that point. Yeah, uh, but I can technically call a draw and not be heard out, and but. I think that the Eintracht is going to perform way better than they did uh, against Bayern in the Bundesliga match. I think that when they they fell down 2-0 so fast that they weren't able to really regain composure. And then, you know, the third goal, hey, it happened right after halftime. Wow, it really was a kick in the nuts. But the thing was, suddenly... I, you saw Bayern Munich switch off and then two set pieces in a row from the corners. Yep. Boom, boom. And everyone, if the stadium had been full, everyone would have been like just jaw drop like, what? That's what happened to me in my basement <laughs> in Olathe, Kansas, USA. That's for sure. <laughs> Shit, we got a game. <laughs> exactly. Now, granted, then we kind of botched one, bumbled one in by that same player and practically had a second. I would almost say that the other uh Gold, the gold by Alfonso Davis was also uh, of that same sort of variety, but I think Eintracht is going to be coming out a way better team, and I do think that at least we can get to penalties, and then, shoot, you really are just flipping a coin in the air and just hoping to God that things happen, because look at what happened with Saarbrücken. They've gotten all the way to the semifinals, mm -hmm. all because one goalkeeper just played out of his skin, mm -hmm. and... Kevin Trapp can do that, and God, I really hope he's been doing his yoga because he's going to have to be really nimble to be able to stop everything yeah. that's going to be happening. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I agree. I, I also expect a better showing than what Eintracht showed uh, two weeks ago. I think that there's more talent on the team than we saw that day, and um, I, I'd be surprised if if they let five in again. Um, but... Maybe I shouldn't be. I mean, this this team has scored what is it ninety goals now already? Yeah, through it's it's 30 been thirty matches in, in the league. 
And you got to realize that most of that has all come during Hansi Flux. Yeah. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a difficult one, needless to say. So that's our predictions in the book. Uh, ways that you can watch the Eintracht Frankfurt versus Bayern Munich. So uh, in the United States of America, uh, it's going to be streamed on ESPN. Uh, you can watch it on the ESPN channel. ESPN Deportes is also going to be streaming that. In the Caribbean, uh, we're focusing on the English-speaking world, uh, DirecTV Sports Caribbean has got it covered. I've not found anything yet uh, in Canada, so uh, bear with us on that. The UK does not seem to have anything available at the moment. And, of course, in Germany, you're going to have this on a, a Sky Sports and Teleclub Sport Live as well. So, that being said, Joey, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? Sure. Great um, having you on. I, I appreciate that. It's a, It's been a real blast. My personal <laughs> Twitter has kind of gone dormant um, <laughs> the last few months. Wouldn't even bother looking me up. It's uh, <laughs> It was... It was bringing me down a little bit. Was, uh, uh, yeah, these last weeks. I was only weeks. finding the worst news on my personal Twitter feed. So um, I would recommend uh, checking out the uh, FC Byron Casey's fan uh, fan Twitter. We're, we're pretty witty. Uh, we're, <laughs> I would follow us. Uh, and that's at FC Byron KC. I'm pretty sure I, I better double check that for you. Um, sounds right. Sounds right. Um, <laughs> hang tight. This is a really poor showing. Yeah, at FC Byron KC <laughs> on Twitter for the fan club, um, and we also have a Facebook page with the same with the same uh, handle. So, uh, yeah, once again, appreciate you having having me on. It's been a blast. Um, just having a couple beers and BSing with a buddy about something <laughs> we're both really really passionate about. So. Uh, that being said, really looking forward to Wednesday already. And thank God it's on something that's easy to access. Yep. <laughs> yep. No Russian streams anymore. <laughs> not not anymore. Not with ESPN at the helm. That's going to wrap it up for this 131st episode of Hey, I'm Track Frankfurt. We'd like to thank Joey for joining us on the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. That is at H-E-F-Pod. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod for all the ways Eintracht English language news. And also drop us an email. That is at heyeintrachtfrankfurt at gmail.com. And in the meantime, also join us on our Discord chatter. Uh, that link is in our uh, uh, Twitter profile, and I'll be putting that out on my own personal Twitter handle. That is at K-C-S-G-E. So from all of us here, uh, and uh, the lovely part of Joey's basement, <laughs> juice! Hey, I'm Frankfurt, cha-la-la-la-la-la-la. Hey, I'm Frankfurt, cha-la-la-la-la-la.